Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for November 20th, 2023. It's the Monday before Thanksgiving. This is Thanksgiving week. We're going to set the tone for the week with the word of God, with the love of God, with the grace of God. I've been teaching a series on the parables of Jesus, and right now I'm on the parable of the lost sheep. I thought about moving on from this parable, but I just felt led to give you one more message from this parable before we move on from it. If you missed the last two, you should check those out. Those were a blessing to many, many people. Talking about how God will go out there and find you and pursue you and bring you back into the fold. You are never outside of God's reach. You you will never do anything. You didn't do anything to get God, to cause God to start loving you. And nothing you will ever do will ever make him stop. Put in the chat, God loves me. God loves me and I know it. So the title of today's message is Pearls from the Parables, uh, part 102. This is 102 messages from the parables. And here's the title. God wants to bless you because God is good. Put in the chat, God is good. Put in the chat, God wants to bless me. See, I want you to get this. I want you to find out. I want you to know. I want you to realize. I want you to acknowledge, get a revelation. God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good. Not because you're good, but because God is good. Open up your heart to the goodness of God this morning. All right, God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good. Religious people are going to tell you, hey, you got to do this, dot every I, cross every T, make sure you do this right. If you do this, and if you do that, and if you do this, and if you do that, then maybe, just maybe, God will bless you. But you got to you gotta make sure you do all these things as if you are earning the blessing of the Lord. Put in the chat, I am not earning God's blessing. No, no. God wants to bless me because God wants to bless me because God is good. Not because I'm good, but because God is good. So before we get into this parable, we've been looking at Psalms 126 and verse four all year long. I'm not going to stop now, right? And let's go back. If there's any area of your life that's dried up and, and you're new here, you're like, oh, who's this guy? Listen, all year we've been declaring that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. If, so if there's any area of your life that's dried up, this is a season for the Lord to refresh you. This is what the Bible says. Now, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. So we've been looking at the parable of the lost sheep. Matthew gave an account. Luke gave an account. Let me read both accounts. In Matthew's account, this is what Jesus said. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of the sheep is lost, then what do you think he's going to do? He's going to leave the 99 and go out, lead them, put them on a hill and leave. He's going to go find that lost sheep, right? And if he finds that lost sheep, he's going to be happier about the one sheep that he found than about the 99 that were never lost. So I can assure you, Jesus, that in the same way, your father in heaven doesn't want not even one of his children to be lost. Luke 15, the Bible says, Jesus told them the story. Suppose that one of you has a hundred sheep and you're out there with your sheep, but then one of them gets lost. What will you do? Well, you're going to leave the 99 in the field and go out there and look for that lost sheep. And you will continue to search for that sheep until you find it. 
And when you find it, you will be extremely happy. You're going to carry that sheep home. You're going to go to your neighbor's house. You're going to be like, hey, let me tell you what happened today. One of my sheep was lost. The dog on it is found. Matter of fact, here it is, right? I mean, like, you're going to tell that story. Why? You're going to be happy. You're going to want your neighbors to be happy. And, and in the same way, when one person gets, repents, when one person acknowledges God is Lord, listen, when one person all of heaven rejoices. All of heaven rejoices. And, and, and heaven rejoices more for that one person than for 99 people who think they're good and they don't need to repent. This is the parable of the lost sheep. So what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you on this morning. Three things. I want to get into these three things. I want you to open up your heart to receive. You ready? Rid your heart and mind of all distractors. Three things. Number one, here we go. Our God is a good shepherd. Put in the chat, our God is a good shepherd. I want you to know that our God is a good, good father. He's a good shepherd. In the parable of the lost sheep, we witness this, this picture, this illustration, this story that Jesus tells us. Not of God as like this stern deity. I don't know about you, but I was raised in a, with a religious mindset. I was raised in a religious environment. I was raised where it was like, almost like, hey, you need to do all of these things right. Because if not, God is going to get you kind of thing, right? And so so when you're, when you're being raised with a religious mindset, then you almost see God as like this stern deity, as this like looking over you, ooh, like the, ooh, the fear of the Lord kind of thing, right? And, and so you're like, oh my God, but the picture that Jesus paints is not a shepherd that's out there with a stick. Wait, I, let me find this sheep. When I find this sheep, I'm going to beat this sheep. I'm going I'm to tell it, I'm going I'm to give him a butt whooping and then take him back. And, no, like that's the mindset of the religious person, but that's not the picture that Jesus is painting. He's out there painting a picture of a shepherd that's looking for the sheep and rejoices when he finds the sheep. He It's almost like the prodigal son coming home, right? He grabs him and kisses him on the neck. God is actively seeking for the lost. And when you are out there wayward, God is actively seeking for you. And he is relentless in his pursuit of you. Put in the chat, God is relentless in his pursuit of me. God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good. God is looking, put this in the chat, God is looking for restoration, not retribution. God is not saying, just like the the, the prodigal son when he came home, the father didn't say, wait a minute, what did you do with the money? What Did you sleep with prostitutes? Wait a minute, what are you doing now? Wait a minute, you got to wash your nasty self before you come up in the house. No, 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 no. God is looking for restoration, not retribution. No, no, God God didn't say to the sheep, oh, let me, let me make sure I check you first. And all. No, God, listen, God loves you. God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good. Some paint the picture of God as this entity that's out to get you. And that if you don't do everything right, God is going to get him. God, get him. Like religious people do that. Religious people paint this picture of God as some disconnected, dis, you know, di disresponded deity. And God is up there and we're down here. Ooh. And, and, and God is, if you don't do everything right, God is going to get you because God is going to get you because God is God. And so listen, you and I, if we were honest, we got to acknowledge that you and I, both of us, we have messed up more times than we want to acknowledge. We have sinned more times than we want to recognize or even remember, right? And the fact is that God is good. And, and this parable is revealing the true nature of God. 
Here's the truth. The truth is that we messed up more times than we want to even remember. And every time God was there and every time God restored us and every time the Holy Spirit was saying, I love you, son. I love you, daughter. Come on. You're better than this. I've called you to do something. God is not lurking in the shadows out to catch us. No, God is looking for us to bless us. Put in the chat, God wants to bless me. Put in the chat, God wants to bless me because God is good. And so you got to get this down in your heart. I'm going to keep telling you that God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good, because God is a good, good father. First of all, David said, I like to say, I'm from Brooklyn. So I'm going to say it like I'm from Brooklyn. As a matter of fact, I was just in Brooklyn this weekend. But so let me just say it like I'm from Brooklyn. If God wanted to get you, Right? People say, oh, God is out to get you. Listen, if God was out to get you, you would have been God a long time ago. There's no way you can go. Like, like David said, where can I go from your presence? He said, where can I go? If I take the wings of the morning and, and go up into the other parts of heaven, thou art there. If I go into the deepest part of the sea, thou art there. David said, even if I make my bed in hell, if I make my bed in hell, even there, you're there. Like, I mean, like, there's no place I can go. Like, there, there's no, if God wanted to get you, you would have been God a long time ago. You can't run from God. It's not like, where are you going to go? And so, listen, it's not that God is out to get you. God is out to bless you. Put in the chat, God just wants to bless me. You got to get this down in your heart. God is not out to get you. God is out to bless you. He wants to restore you to his loving presence. The heart of God is not to get us, but to bless us. <laughs> The heart of God, like this good shepherd, like this shepherd that's out there. God is not looking for you to judge you. God is not looking for you to penalize you. God is looking for you to bless you, to protect you, to nurture you, to restore you, to revive you, to, to, to do it again. You know what I'm saying? But religious people don't get this. Religious people think God is going to, like, you know, you, you need to do all these things right because if you don't do this, God is not going to do that. And all these people, and now you're out there, you're going to hell. Uh, I, now, there are people that are going to go, to go to hell. I mean, like, that's the Bible. Matter of fact, there's more people going to hell than people that are going to heaven. But they're not going to hell because they did all these things wrong. They're going to hell because they ref, they refuse to accept Jesus as Lord. So when you, when you get this down in your heart, God wants to bless me, your perspective will shift. You open up your heart to God's love and his grace and his desire. You move from fear to faith. You move from apprehension to acceptance. Put in the chat, I go from apprehension to acceptance. I accept the fact that God accepts me. I accept the fact that God wants to bless me. And when I'm resting in God's love, now I get this realization that if I go astray, I'm not, I'm not looking to do something stupid, but if I go astray, if I do something wrong, I'm going to be quick to repent because God wants to bless me. God is not out for retribution. God just wants a relationship with me. And so I'm going to come back to God. I'm serving God now, not out of fear of going to hell. I know, I know I'm not going to hell. Like, you know, religious, I have still a lot of religious people in my family. And when we do stuff in the Dominican Republic and we feed prisoners or we give away backpacks or we whatever, and then people say to my mom, ooh, hi, Nancy. They go, oh my God, your son, he has to be saved. Your son has to go to heaven because he's feeding all these people and he's going out of his way. And I'm like, mommy, there's not enough food in the world to get me saved. I'm saved because of the blood of Jesus. And I'm not doing this to go to heaven. I know I'm going to heaven. I'm not, I'm not, I don't do what I do to be saved. I do what I do because I'm saved. 
I know I'm going to heaven. I know I'm not going to hell. So I don't serve God out of fear of going to hell like I did when I was religious. When I was religious, I was like afraid of going to hell. Now I just serve God because I love God because God is good and he loves me. And so so when you when you get this down in your heart, the sheep was not thinking that when the shepherd found them that, oh my God, I'm about to get a butt whooping. No, there was a, there was a spirit of love and grace and restoration when the shepherd found them. So much so that he went out and knocked on his neighbor's doors and was like, oh my God, let me tell you what happened today. See, this, this causes us to reevaluate our understanding of God. If you're a religious person, if you're religious, then you need to be delivered from performance-based religion. God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good. You get, you got to get that down in your heart. God just, God is seeking you out, but not to, to hurt you or to curse you. God is seeking you out to bless you. Why? Because he loves you. Number two, it takes the Holy Spirit to comprehend how high, how high, how wide, and how deep God's love is. It takes the Holy Spirit to get a revelation of the love of God. God's love for you is deeper than your human capacity to understand or to comprehend. See, love, our concept of love is something that we practice, that we as humans, this is something that we do. We, you know, we're practicing this is something that we do. It's like a performance or, or it's an action that we take, right? A decision. But for God, God, love is not something God does. The Bible says love is what he is. God is love. There's only two things the Bible says God is. He is light and he is love. That's it. And so God is love. And when you get a revelation of God's love, it's the grace of God. The grace of God is so amazing. That watch this, that you could not even love God without it. The grace of God is so amazing that you you only love God because he first loved you. And so God's love for you is unconditional. God he, God loved you before you did anything to to even try to earn it. So God loves you. God God is going out of his way. God wants to bless you. And God wants to do good things for you simply because he loves you. His love for you is birthed out of his goodness and his grace, not your performance. It has nothing to do with your performance because God loved you before the world began. So before you were born, God already loved you. Before you did anything to earn it, God already loved you. Let me help somebody this morning. Put in the chat, God is not mad at me. <laughs> God is not mad at you. God, listen, God is not, if God wanted to get you, there's no place you could hide. So God is not, God is not trying to hurt you. God is chasing you, but not to hurt you. God is chasing you to bless you. And so God wants to bless you. Like if you slip on that side, goodness, if you slip on this side, mercy, goodness and mercy are following you, tracking you down all the days of your life. God wants to bless you because God is good. You're going to have a hard time believing that God wants to bless you unless you open up your heart to the love of God. You got to get a revelation from the Holy Spirit of how much God loves you. When you get a revelation of the Holy Spirit that God loves you, by grace, unearned, unmerited, undeserved. It's almost like too good to believe, right? It's almost like, like this is, Brother Pena, I know what you're saying, but I was raised in a different kind of church. And I don't know, like what you're saying is almost too good to be true. I was told that I needed to dress a certain way. I was told that I needed to act a certain way. I was told that if I didn't do this and I didn't do that, then God was going to get me. And then I was never really told that God wanted to bless me, right? And so why? Because religious people don't do that. Religious people are telling you all the things not to do. And so it's all about your performance. But you got to accept the fact that God loves you 
And when you get a revelation of the love of God through the Holy Spirit, you're going to you're gonna walk with God on a whole nother level. Your faith will go to another level because you got to get a perception, a revelation of how much God wants to bless you. This means that, okay, let me go back to religious people. Religious people think if I'm doing good, right? Here we are, Thanksgiving week. If I'm, I'm doing pretty good this year. So if I'm doing good, therefore, I, I think God is going to bless me. I think God is going to, babe, what do you think? Have a conversation with your spouse. Uh, I think we're doing good this year. And because we're doing good, I think, God, yeah, I think God is going to bless us. Why? Because I think we're doing good. So, so, so what happens is with religious people is you base your expectation from God on your perceived level of performance towards God. And if you think that you're doing good, then you're like, oh, I think God is going to bless me. And if you think you're not doing good, then you're like, oh, yeah, we messed up, right? Because that's performance-based religion. You have performance-based religion. You don't have a grace-based relationship. When you understand the message of the new covenant, the New Testament, you realize, recognize, you have to acknowledge that we're not under the law. It's not performance-based. So when you're convinced that God loves you with an everlasting love, your faith will be rooted and grounded in God's love. In Ephesians chapter 3, I've taught you before from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 17 or 18. Let me just read for you Ephesians 3 and 17 this morning from the Passion Translation. Paul says, then by constantly using your faith, watch this, the life of Christ will be released deep down inside of you and the resting place of God's love will become the very source and the root of your life. That's Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. When the life of Christ is released deep down inside of you, the resting place of God's love will become the very source and the root of your life. See, you, the, the reality of God has to be released deep down inside of you. Paul says, this is why in Galatians 5 and 6, Paul says, faith works by love. It's not that faith works when you love God. Faith works when you realize that God loves you. You got to get a revelation of the fact that God loves you so that the resting place of God's love can become the very source and the root of your life. My last point for today, number three, is going to be flowing in this vein and then we'll close. Number three, your faith will be strong when you are fully persuaded that God loves you. Put in the chat, I'm fully persuaded that God loves me. Like you got to be fully persuaded, fully convinced. God loves me with an everlasting love. And when you get to that point, then your faith is going to be strong because faith works by love. So if you don't acknowledge the fact that God loves you with this everlasting love, unconditional love, then your faith will never be strong because inevitably you're going to make a mistake. You're human. You're flawed. You make mistakes and you are not perfect. Put in the chat. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We're not perfect. So when you make a mistake, Satan will come immediately and say, hey, that prayer you just prayed, hey, that thing you got on your vision board, not, you're not, now you're not going to get it because you made a mistake and you have disqualified yourself from the promise. Well, let me help you out. You never qualified in the first place, just so you know. So what Satan wants you to do is he wants you to cross over into guilt and shame and condemnation and be like, you're no longer a child of God. You're no longer qualified for God's best. That would be like the lost sheep out there saying, I messed up. I went astray. Now I don't know what I'm going to do. If the shepherd ever finds me, he's going to beat me up, not, not restore me to the fold. 
And that's what Satan does. He wants you to feel condemned. He wants you to, to wallow in guilt and shame and condemnation. But God wants you to know that, no, listen, hey, son, hey, daughter, I knew all the mistakes you were going to make, and I caused, I already destined you anyway. Like, despite the fact, I already, I have foreknowledge of all your mistakes, and I destined you anyway, and I want to bless you anyway. Even when you go astray, I, I just want to bring you back home. For years, I thought that Galatians 5 and uh, 6, faith works by love, meant that my faith is only going to be strong when my love walk is strong. So my faith is only going to be strong when my love doesn't fail. My faith is only going to be strong when, when I when I love everybody right. And, and so 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 I got to do all these things right so my faith can be strong. No, that was performance-based religion. That was putting pressure on me to perform. And that's why, not what Paul is talking about at all in Galatians chapter 5. If you read Galatians, you see that Paul is telling us that we're no longer under the law. It's not performance-based. Everything is grace-based. And so it's not that my faith is going to work when, when I do everything right towards God. No, my faith is going to be strong. Not when I love God. My faith is going to be strong when I'm convinced that God loves me. I remember thinking, if I don't love others the right way, then God is not going to bless me because faith works by love. So I was putting pressure on me to perform. The pressure on me was, was on me to do everything right. But that's not what Paul was saying at all. Paul was telling us, no, it's the other way around. See, your faith is going to be strong when you're convinced that God loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When your faith is going to be strong when you when your love when, when your faith is rooted and grounded in the fact that God has this unconditional, unyielding, everlasting love towards you. And so if you bring over a performance-based religious mindset to your faith walk, then your faith is going to be wishy-washy because your performance is just not that good. But when you dis, I'm telling you, you got to disconnect and disengage your faith from your performance. You got to dis put this in the chat. I disconnect my faith from my performance. My faith is not based on my performance. My faith is based on God's love towards me. God loves me with an everlasting love. God loves me with an unyielding love. And now my faith is strong because God's love towards me is strong. Now my faith is strong because God is more committed to me than I'm committed to me. Now my faith is strong because God's love towards me will never fail. And so God's motivation to bless me is not my performance. God's motivation to bless me is God's love. And so when you get that down in your heart, that listen, God loves you and God loves you with an everlasting, unconditional, unyielding love. And God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good. And so, so yeah, even when you're out there lost, he's the good shepherd looking for you. And even when he finds you, he's not going to beat you. He's going to restore you. He's going to anoint your head with oil. He's going to pick you up in his arms. He's going to take you home. He's going to knock on his neighbor's door and say, listen, my son, my daughter was lost and now they're found. He's going to rejoice. All of heaven will rejoice when you repent. I'm saying this is how much God loves you. And so God loves you. Open up your heart to the God, to the love of God. Oh, I didn't even see I had this t-shirt on. I'm God's favorite. Put that in. I, I'm God's favorite. I'm God's beloved. I'm a child of God. God loves me with this unconditional love. God wants to bless me because God wants to bless me because God is good. When you get that down in your heart, oh my God, it would just change. It would change the way you look at God. It would change the way you look at yourself. It would change the way you look at others. Say amen to that. God is a good God. Yes, he is. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I declare that I am deeply loved by you, not because of my actions, but because of your unearned grace. I believe and embrace 
the fact that you are a good shepherd. You are seeking me out to bless me and restore me, not to punish me or to curse me. So I open my heart to the revelation of your love. Your love is the source of my life. I am fully persuaded that you love me. And my assurance of your love makes my faith strong and unshakable. I reject the lies of condemnation. And I accept the fact that you made plans for me before the world began, even though you knew all the mistakes I would make. So I'm fully persuaded that you want to bless me. Not because I'm good, but because you're good. My faith is rooted in your love. Living with this mindset, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. Click on the big, if you're not getting my notes, get my notes for free. Todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button on the top right. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then I need you to share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. This is Thanksgiving week. I have a, I'm going to share a message on tomorrow and Wednesday, and then that'll be it for the week. So open up your heart to the love of God. Walk in the love of God. Put in the chat, God loves me, and I know it. All right, have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.